Welcome right here to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show. That's right, we've got a new name. The podcast formerly known as Comedy on Edge, the podcast is now known as the chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Apart from the name, not much has changed. You can still find the podcast on iTunes at the old link. You can still find it on the website, comedyonedge.com. Thank you guys for listening in. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback. Heck, you want to sponsor us? We're open to that. Heck, even the cigarette companies. No, not really. Are we allowed to do that? I don't know. If any of that, please feel free to tweet us at Comedy on Edge or send us an email, info at comedyonedge.com. Thank you guys for listening. If you're on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review, or heck, just tell us what you think Josh Cohen's role is on the podcast. We don't know, and we'd love to have some suggestions. Well, guys, thank you for listening. It's time for the episode. Let's hit the music. Welcome right to Comedy on Edge presents The Chat Show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Joining me in the techies chair is Lester, assistant producer Diamond. How are you, buddy? I'm well, mate. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's the first time I've seen you all year, man. How you been? Mate, I've been all right. Um, haven't been as suicidal as last year, so it's all good. Oh, it's, it's on the up. So what? So it was probably a good thing. So New Year's Eve, you weren't just wandering the bridge about to jump and then got blown away by fireworks? Mate, New Year's Eve, I was working in a call center. Oh, wow, and and you and you're not suicidal. That's no, no. you're off to a flyer, buddy. Off to a flyer. And our we've got our favourite intern, Jasmine here. How are you? Not too bad. A happy New Year. And happy New Year. It's the first time seeing you too. I'm guessing. I know. Well, everyone's got a better life than Lester, <laughs> so I'm guessing you're not doing too bad. Yeah, not doing too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Where you, you have a good New Year's Eve? Yeah, it was quiet. Just watched the fireworks on TV. You know, you do get a bit of view watching it on telly than you do actually trying to get into the city to see it. Did you complain about the fireworks coverage? Were you happy with the fireworks? coverage oh yeah no it was all right watched all three um shows and i did a alcohol free new year's eve just because well i felt like it oh, that was enough. interesting so you, you sort everything. of thought let's stay <laughs> home let's watch tv and not drink well yeah you, you've got a stronger constitution than most well done <laughs> and we've got our guest he's a returning guest he's been here before he's ray badger and how are you buddy yeah good man thanks for thanks for having me happy new year happy new year and how, how did you spend your new year's uh, just had some drinks in Coogee, watched the fireworks, and then wandered home. Nice, nice. Funny, funny story though, at, on, uh, on New Year's, at about, um, I was waiting for the midnight fireworks, and at about 11.30, my girlfriend decides that she's really hungry, and there's only one place open, and it's Domino's Pizza, and it's got the biggest line, like, looks like an hour long. So she decides to order it off her phone and be much smarter. And then she decides it's too crowded to even pick it up. How about I order it for delivery? So she orders it for delivery and she thinks, oh, we're going to get home after midnight, about about 1. So I order for about one fifteen in the morning. And so she makes the order, pays the money, orders two pizzas. I finally agree. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. And we go, we forget about it. And we wander home and we forget. Just completely forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, anyway, I go to sleep and next day just woke up, woke up about uh, 11, 11 or so, 11, uh, late morning yeah. and sort of just uh, crawled out to the couch, watched a bit of television and there was a knock on the door and I opened the door and there's a guy with like two pizzas there and 
we'd accidentally ordered it for one one in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Which was fucking perfect because uh, I was like, oh, thank you, God. And I uh, just took them back inside. So, yeah, it's a good, good pretty uh, serendipitous start. A Domino's Angel. Yeah. yeah, that's a good start to the new year. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, <laughs> that is great. Because yeah. I thought you were, like, when you were going with that story, I thought you were going to go, you know, you work out, you're about to go out and you're out and there's two pizzas just sitting on the floor. No, 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 no. no better. So, a good, uh, <laughs> so a good start to the new year. That's, yeah. So I put it in my order for 2015. Do it early. Yeah. It's just reoccurring. Early. That, that's great. Like, yeah, can you see the fireworks from Coogee? Well, there's, there's, there are fireworks at Coogee. Oh, okay. They've yeah. got their own little... Yeah, yeah. Is, is, it, is it impressive or is it a little like, here's a sparkler, here's a boat flare? Oh, I never really get into fireworks anyway. I just, you know, just been around them. And, it's oh, a couple whatever. of Irish football hooligans with flares. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a Coogee Bay. They just empty out everyone from the cut into the car park <laughs> for a nice big night. Well, I went I went into the city to watch it under the bridge, and it's a three hour wait to get home, which was that was fun. You know, I got vomited on by an old lady in the city. Oh, yeah, it was good. We were Happy New Year. waiting in the train line, and I'm like, why is the back of my leg wet? And I turn around, and there's this. She would have been about sixty. And she's just vomiting everywhere. And I'm like, oh, it's an old lady. It's sick. And then I'm just like. It's red. Oh, she's she's been drinking red wine and just vomiting all over me. Oh, God. So that, was, that was off to a flyer of a new year. Yeah. It's one of the worst spews, the red wine spew. Oh, do you, have you ever... Do you remember your first... Re- have you ever have you ever had the red wine spew? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a stupid question. I call it Monday night. <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> well, I remember the first time we did it and it was just, like... I I went out and like... I didn't, it was when I was in my early 20s and we were sort of like... I didn't realize red wine was not meant to be drunk in quantity. It was yeah. more a quality thing. I think I had about two bottles of it, and I did that that vomit into the toilet. And the toilet was—I thought I was dying. And then my mate comes in, and I'm like, "Mate, mate, you're in the hospital the ulcer." And he goes, "It's fucking red wine, not blood. Toughen <laughs> up, have another one." Yeah, you can really paint the room with that. <laughs> well, this one was yeah. We did a good job there decorating. Well, you used to in your in your formative days, you were training to be a doctor. No, not no? not 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 a doctor pre pre med pre med medicine degree medical science. So uh it's it's a pre med degree, but yeah, it's pre med's high school, isn't it? Ninety nine percent of the people do go on and uh do do medicine. So you are the one percent that <laughs> I'm the probably the zero point zero 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 one percent that become comedians. Well that's just pretty yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. How did you get like through school was the was the doctor always the goal or? You just thought, oh, I'm not bad at science. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it was that. I oh. I'd never put any thought to doing whatever, uh, what I was going to do with my life and then just decided to do science because I was good at it and then science was really boring and a lot of my friends were doing like sports sports science and I realised if I did medical science, I could do like a few s- subjects that were similar. How much of an influence was Dr. Nick Riviera? Dr. Nick <laughs> Riviera. Oh, the the greatest. He <laughs> can prescribe anything. <laughs> I love The Simpsons. If you were a GP, I'd, I'd, I'd get you, even if you didn't bulk bill, definitely, man. It would be hilarious. <laughs> I think if you give him five bucks, he'll give you a check-up now. <laughs> How far in did you get? Like, a couple of years, wasn't it? No, I graduated. Oh, you graduated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. So, what, so to be a doctor, you would have... How many more years at uni would it have had to have been? No, like, uh, oh, it takes ages. Like, I've got a friend that's... Still do you know, he's like I was doing some gigs in was it Wagga Wagga or Bathurst or somewhere? Uh 
Maybe it was even Dubbo. I can't remember, but it was somewhere out west. Regional New South yeah, Wales. Yeah, and um, and he was out there on placement. He'd been he'd like done the degree I'd done, then he'd done like a few more years, and then you got to go do placement for ages. So you're working, but you never really, you know, by the time you get your own life, and you're, it's like ten years or so. It takes so long. It's, it's one of the worst fucking things ever. But you have to do that to, to weed out the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd but kind of rather that than you know, having some guys done a two-year community college course, you know, <laughs> chopping you open to have a yeah, look. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I always find it weird how they push them to the limit in these like placements. Like, you got to work twenty-four hours straight in this uh, in this in this volunteer hospital. It's like, uh, what about fucking patient safety, mate? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, that's why it's community. That's regional. <laughs> Who gives a crap if someone out there doesn't get the best, you know, look in? Now, when in your time, you you were telling us a story last time you were here off off mic. You've, you've done a bit of dissecting of the old cadavers? <laughs> yeah, in, the, in, your, in my final year, um, you had to di- make a major dissection. And I used to get like really stoned before uni. <laughs> <laughs> and the, in the lab, all, there was just, they'd show the lecture again and they'd go through like theory or you could work on your major dissection, but you had to be at these labs or you'd fail. So I'd go there and everyone would... You know, some people would listen to the theory and some... But I would never listen to the theory, so I'd just sit at the back with my dissection because I was too stoned with my mate. <coughs> and we just used to sit there picking apart this. <laughs> it was a, We had a head. We had a head as well. Oh, so just, like, the, just the head? Yeah, each person had a different part. And we had a head and the dude had like a moustache and you found out why he died. It was like some brain cancer or some shit. And um, he would have been about 50, 60, I reckon. And... Yeah, and then like you make an incision into his face, and then like sort of peel away. The, the hardest part's starting, really, and it's just like you got to just show. <laughs> not psychologically. I'm talking like I'm talking about the toughness and stuff. And like um, it's like masking tape. <laughs> no, just like being careful. You can't just like stab it. In, you know, like you got to sort of. So slide how, how do you peel the face? Oh, you got like scalpels <laughs> yeah. and like like Describe tweezers it. and stuff like that, and so you pick up pinch a bit of skin and. Poke it, you know, slice it open, poke it open, and then start peeling it away and stuff. But like, you got to get like, there's a lot of fat in your cheeks, you know, so you got to pick it off. But then there's a lot of muscle there, like weird muscle around the eyes and stuff like that, and like a lot of cheekbones stuff. And the fat's like, it's like as if you put like just goo on the carpet, and so you got to get it out without like breaking the strands of the carpet, you know, because you want to keep the muscle in perfect, perfect shape and stuff. So you got to be just really delicate and slow and. So being stoned's perfect. Right? <laughs> so you're uh, like an artist. Then. We had the fucking best dissection, right? And the lady was so happy with it. We got, we, she took a photo and it got in some textbook. My name's underneath <laughs> it. Like, it was because it was in the eye as well. The eyes are really hard part to show, and there's not too many ca- good cadavers that that show it. Oh, like at that at the time in the lab, there wasn't anyway. And she was writing a, a an anatomy book, and so she used our dissection for it. But um. Do you still get kickbacks on that? Like when it goes into reprints? No, 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 no. No commission? No, no. It's, on my, it's just on my bio. That's it. It's on your bio. As seen in, you know, yeah. Anatomy 105 or whatever. Yeah. I love if the professor like tells a story. There's a one kid come through this class, great badron. We're going to hear big things from that boy. Yeah, the hands of a fucking <laughs> angel. I'd love one day if, you know, you're just at the comedy club, you know, you're just working around and then this professor goes up. You wasted your ability. Why aren't you dissecting? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. There's loads of good dissections. We just did a good dissection of an area, a good area that uh, she needed for her book at that point. It was a, 
It was a good dissection. It was a good. One. I like. I did, like. I so remember Tad's. We had. I had mates in med. They got the whole the whole body. You guys was yeah. it? Is it a case of a shortage or like? Let's see what their specialty is. Like, let's slice it up and you know, here's a head. Have a leg over there. Oh, because it was pre med, so you do like like a lot of med, and then you do a major dissection. But everyone does their like everyone. Some people do the torso. Some people do. The, some people got some people have to do the sexual reproductive system. That's fucked, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit. You wouldn't want the freaks to get involved. <laughs> no, nah, it's pretty fucked. <laughs> that's why they wouldn't let me do it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, just let me take it home for homework. I was so, you know, the very thought of them fucking. I've got a squeamish stomach. I hate fucking blood. I hate bad smells. I hate it. And you just become immune to looking at because it's very slow too. Like in your first year. It's just the bones, and then maybe towards the end of it, there's bones with a bit of muscle attached, but it doesn't look like meat from a butcher, really, kind of thing. And then slowly, 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 till you're like looking at these full bodies, and then you're doing the dissections and stuff. So you become pretty desensitized. And I did some, did some fucking horrible stuff, <laughs> like just disrespectful things to the the um, bodies. Sometimes no, that sounds horrible. Now I've got to clarify what I did. Yeah, yeah, oh, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. like just. Put like a, a heart in my friend's pencil case and bag and shit like that, and, and then like oh like I'm just, glad you clarified. Yeah, put like a pen in the vagina in like a dead person's vagina and like <laughs> left, left it in there and like and just um yeah just stupid stuff like that. So what you're saying is, any listeners out there who have been contemplating, you know, giving their body to science, go for it. Yeah, it's, go for it. It's a weird thing, like like obviously like. People is do people willingly adopt that, or is it more just a case of, oh, this guy died without any money. Here, give it to the uni. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I know. I know there was a girl in my class. I remember that. Um, her grandfather or something like that had donated his body to science, and they had to get it moved from the right to the right anatomy lab because she was in my class. Oh Maybe. wow, that would be yeah. cruel. Yeah, they would have been like, "All oh, right, and here's the face, ladies." Oh! <laughs> 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 now that would make a great prank show, wouldn't Papa? it? Papa! <laughs> <laughs> and then you just got Ray, you know. Oh, don't worry, I've got his heart over here. You know, Look, he's waving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, I think we got that. That'd be a good TV show, pranking uni students with dead relatives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. So, and obviously, you know, Doc. Medicine, you thought, ah, oh, it's too easy. I've, I've nailed this dissecting. Let's go get into comedy. You made that move. So I remember yeah. you, you were based in Wollongong when you first started. You used to drive up from Wollongong to Sydney, yeah. do your little spot, and then head back down. Stupid. What an idiot. How crazy was I? Like, I, what did I just think back? I, I, now I can't even be bothered going down the road to do, like, a paid gig. And, <laughs> you used to drive for I used it. to drive from Wollongong, like, on at night to do three, five-minute spots. Over and over, I just wanted to, like, I just wanted to get paid so badly and start working, and um, so I just worked at it really hard. Yeah. When I was at uni, and I and I had, whilst I was at uni, I had the luxury of sort of staying at my parents' house. So I thought I'd use this time whilst, you know, I don't have too many um, too many outside pressures to to apart from uni, of course, to yeah. to focus on trying to do something I enjoy. I'm from Newcastle originally. It's about the same distance. We won't go into Sydney, Newcastle oh, you're probably, to Sydney. Probably about half an hour long. Oh, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, like an hour, half, two hours. And you just, you just convince yourself, oh, no, it's, it's only a short drive, but it's fucking, it's mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, there it's, and back. I, I used to not mind it at all kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you're singing along to your records. And, 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 and now, yeah, and, but now it's just like, 
Sometimes I think about it and I can't believe that I did it. I was like, oh. I remember there was one gig, I remember one night, you rocked up. And for some reason, you rocked up, you booked. And you just didn't want to go on. It was down at, down in Alexandria. And you said, oh, no, I'll just give it a miss. And you drove home. And we're like, you just drove four hours not to do the gig. Yeah, you're wow. I can't even remember doing that. But, uh, <laughs> let, let's, man, I, I used to try, I used to do like four or five uh, a week. like, And I still do, but like I used to, yeah, really just... Cause um yeah really really try work hard at because because of medical science fucked me up because I was I I always felt I was a creative person but mm. then like doing and I was good at maths and physics and shit like that at school though so that kind of stuffed me up a bit being good at that shit <laughs> <laughs> it did because it makes your brain too analytical and then I did like uh medical science and you go to university and university's fucked because you just to be good at university, all you have to do is follow fucking instructions. Oh, I know. That's all you have to do. Makes me sick. You don't have to, you don't use any conscious or forethought whatsoever. So you did and, the wrong degree, man. And 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 it doesn't fucking matter. Maybe if you do arts, then you do use conscious or forethought because you have to you're constantly thinking what the fuck am I gonna do <laughs> later. But I was thinking that because I wasn't gonna do it have a career in medical science because I hated the fucking shit so much and I found it so boring and it was literally a case of yeah, to get a hundred in an exam, it's not you're not the smartest person in the room. It's just the person. Not that I care about that, but it was like I valued my own self thought to do something that I was in control of. So I wanted to. So I tried to do comedy, and but I was shit at it. I was fucking really shit at it, and I felt I was anyway. And I was shit at writing, so I just forced myself to do it. It was like five times a week till it became like second nature, and then. And I really think, even now, I've been doing it for six, six years or so, like now, I say this to myself all the time, and I look back and go, fuck, I knew nothing, and I say it again now, but I feel like now I kind of, I've got a bit more control, I can write, I can be funny when I want to be funny, and I can, I can, yeah, it's, I mean, a lot more in control of it, but yeah. I've got the same theory on uni, like, it's like nerd plus memory, like, equals fucking HD. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah, anyone can pass doing that, but, but try watching Sopranos clips on YouTube all night and then pass. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's real Good talent. Point. Yeah, totally. And the thing that's most annoying about it is that these people have such a sense of confidence about themselves as well, uni students, and it's like it's such a false sense of confidence. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like one of those guys. Oh, you haven't even, <laughs> you haven't lived yet. You haven't even lived. <laughs> but they fucking haven't lived yet. You know, they haven't done a thing with their life. They've done less than nothing with their <laughs> lives, you know, and they think they know everything. I think, and it's like, uh, I don't give a fuck. See, I think <laughs> you boys did the wrong degree because I did economics and we're encouraged, like, I think uni taught us how to think. Like, our degree wasn't a case of, this is how it works. This is, like, with obviously with medicine, there is one way to do the dissection. There's not, you know, there's not 15 different approaches to cutting open an arm. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with economics, like, you can take, it's all about your data and how you interpret it. Like you can sort of like at the moment in politics, you can look at the Australian economy and go, if you're a negative, you go, oh, the economy's fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. But then you can look at the data and you can spin it from a different angle. Oh, we're great. We're on the up. Yeah, and yeah. so it's just a different interpretation. So you did, the, you did the wrong degree. What, Lester, you're doing law. I'm doing law, but I mean, I don't really follow the, the economic papers. I just go to the, uh, the comments on the Telegraph. Well, that's that's always a good. It's the best way to follow. I say, are you talking about the who spotted column? <laughs> those. That's all I read. I talk about. I've had a gut full, mate. Oh right, those right. Columns, right. Oh those ones. I had a bloody gut full. Ah, economy. Yeah. The, oh, oh right. The economy column. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, comments. Oh, it's funny. Like they just were, when you said Telegraph, I thought you were talking about something. Yeah, you want to see that thing with that um, New Year's Eve Wet and Wild um, cancelled their New Year's Eve party and there was like, oh, a yeah, ma- massive furor. <laughs> no, yeah, I heard about it, but what was the furor? It's always like Facebook posts like, you fucking dogs, you cancelled me New Year's. <laughs> 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 you cats come and, come and see me in person or kill you, you dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely furious. They fucking cancelled it on the day though. Yeah, 10 a.m. Yeah, cool. yeah, but did you read the reasons why? Like the promoters... The promoters who did it were like two 20-something guys who run a club night on Oxford Street. <laughs> They've all of a sudden got like a 10,000 event charging 200 bucks. In a, and they're like, they cancelled it because they just realised there's no crowd safety plan. There's no... Like, you've, you've run a few you've run a few comedy events at yeah, your time. Yeah, yeah. Now, they're not... Like, I'm not comparing it on any scale, but there's things you've got to take into account. Like, you've got to have your liability insurance. Yeah. You've got to know that the venue can hold the capacity. Like comedy, that's tough enough running people to sit down and watch a show. We're talking about, you know, bands, DJs playing, water slides going, yeah, fire yeah, explosions. Yeah. picture at New Year's Eve, all these Westies and fucking MMA shirts just dying to test their chokes out, you know? <laughs> just just, just <laughs> been flaring. Ended. It would have been so bad. But I mean, who would want to go to Wet n Wild on New Year's Eve to just watch? To avoid the city. I had a friend who was going, she was uh, very ropeable. So but now I mean, it's going to be um, Australia Day. I think they've postponed it. No, there's no <laughs> way they're, 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 they're going to do it. Never. That's what they say. I'll just be <laughs> no, they've had to. Like, the promoters said they're going to move it to Australia Day, but the <laughs> the C's uh, come. No, you're refunding your money. This yeah. screams um, Puff Daddy's like uh, early, early. So every year at the Sydney Comedy Festival, like, I try to get like my show. I want pyrotechnics. Like a couple of years ago, I did a show about wrestling, and I thought that's a reason. And no, nah, they just will not let me. They say, look, the li- like I did get a quote for the liability. How much do you reckon it is for the factory theatre to have three ex- three pyrotechnics go off? How much do you reckon the liability is? I have no idea. 10 grand. Oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah, can't really do I've that. I've had a gut for me. It's a death of fun. Well, it is. It's like, you know, like it's, a, it's an old factory converted with curtains. Why can't we explode things? I think Ray Hadley's right with his gut feel business. That's ridiculous. But Ray, Ray Hadley. Ray, grand. Ray Hadley. Well, he he's up for definite. We should... We should tread carefully in this area mentioning Ray Hadley. He just got hit with a defamation suit, didn't he? I think it's a weekly occurrence for Ray. <laughs> no, but he got hit with like 200 grand defamation suit. I think it was he, some fish and chip shop owner whose oh, wife yeah. got arrested or something. <laughs> Look, for those who don't, for our interstate and overseas listeners, Ray Hadley, is, he's a shock jock. Is it shock jock? Is that the right word? Or fuckwit? I don't know. Same thing. <laughs> he's an AM radio guy who goes on and rants, but he just got recently sued for 200 grand. Who do you think would like... like we should maybe this could be a business lesson. Like you're almost a lawyer. Maybe we could just start like goading celebrities into <laughs> insulting us and get collecting I'd on the. I'd love phone. to be defamed and fucking make money that way. It'd be brilliant. Would you reckon? To, I, I mean, on, you, on Twitter, you're, you cross you you've crossed the line a few times. It sounds you? almost Kramerish that plan, doesn't it? <laughs> Kramerish. Wasn't that story recently where Tom Cruise sued someone for fifty million? Yeah, Bay um Bay he magazine he they settled out of court. Fifty million. Yeah. That's fucked. Just for saying that yeah. he was a shit parent or some shit. Yeah. Oh, what man. What's he going to do with the money? He's, he's got his daughter in How Scientology. How is that worth 50 million? <laughs> How is that worth fucking... That's so ridiculous. Yeah, but do you think, obviously, the magazine, like, when they when they publish something, like, say Tom Cruise, he's got a history. He's sued a lot. Of, he sued a company a couple of years ago for they alleged, some other magazine, a French one alleged he was gay. Not that there's anything wrong with it, Tom. If you are gay, we'll support you. If you're not gay, that's cool. Just, you know, it's all good. You don't have to drug, you know, celebrity actresses all the time to have kids with. But, like, they, the whole thing is, like, obviously when they publish that, they must think, okay, we're going to 
we're probably going to get sued for this, but will we sell enough magazines to cover our lawsuit? Yeah, yeah. It's tough times in the magazine business as it is. Like, <laughs> a $50 million bill is going like, uh, to hurt the bottom line in 2013. It's <laughs> a lot of subscriptions, isn't it? A lot, a lot of ads. I'll tell you one thing, but I don't listen to rumors that often, but John Travolta, that's... Hang on, are we getting into defamation there's, suit? There's a bit of smoke there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, but what, so what if he is? Jo- John Travolta's dropped a lot of towels and a lot of masseuses. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've, heard those, yeah. I've heard those alleged oh, rumours too. He's 100% gay. He's dropped more than the average bloke. <laughs> Do you reckon he's gay or bi? Oh, probably bi, but yeah. Um. Yeah, for the side. But it, why is it like? Why is it such a big issue if he is like? Is it? It's not. It's just a, a good, big issue that he's hiding it because he's hiding it. He's made it a big issue, really. Yeah, so. but like, the, just go back. Like, do you know the diver? Is it Matthew Mitchell, the Olympic diver? Mitchum. Mitchum. He got like the perfect ten in the Olympics, which hasn't been done in years. Won a gold medal. Openly gay athlete. After the Olympics, he got gold. He could not get a sponsor for any money. So it's like, and. You know, is it because he's gay or just no one gives a shit about diving? I don't know. Where the hell's the tool shed in this whole thing? Come on. <laughs> yeah. What's their budget? Get out there and sponsor some guys. The tool, sh- the tool shed presents. Well, the, well, who could, what do you reckon? Like, if, like, I'm in Travolta now. If he came out and said, look, I've been living a lie. He'd get the he'd get the ten million dollar Oprah interview. That's she'd right. want to interview it'd him. Great, it'd be great things. Yeah, but he doesn't need he doesn't need any money. Yeah, well, what, what if that's the case? Why doesn't he come out? Allege if he is gay. We John try. Travolta, if you're out there, come on the pod. Wouldn't that be a good <laughs> podcast? I know Mark Maron had. Was it Todd Glass who came out on his show? Yeah. I'm not sure. I was. It yeah, was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a. It was a comedian. Wouldn't it be an exclusive if Comedy on Edge, the chat show, got John Travolta to come out on the podcast? Well, Mark, I got a surprise for you, mate. You're gay. Get out of here, John. <laughs> hey, John Travolta, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We'll, we'll just pause here. We'll splice in some Saturday Night Fever. To come in, make the entrance. I tell you what, it's probably not an impossible get. You can do it at the Qantas Terminal or something at Mascot. You know? Yeah, but I, I think though, Qantas <laughs> Terminal, just, like, just in the Gold Lounge. Did you ever see when like uh, Australia qualified for the World Cup? And yeah, it was like they're all celebrating, <laughs> and he's in the the change room with them celebrating. <laughs> really, really? Yeah, and he's got like a Qantas cap on. He flew their plane. Like, it's so fucking weird, man. It's so sorry. He flew, he flew them to a game and then came and celebrated. He loves that pilot's cap, doesn't he? <laughs> loves it. Oh, it's the... so weird. The footage is like they're all cheering and then John Revolta's in the middle. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, John, it's John Travolta. Why wouldn't you? Is he going to fly us to Brazil this year? No, I don't do so. Well, you've been doing a bit of work in the last month or so, writing for the SBS. What's the name of the show? Uh, Thursday FC. Thursday FC, hosted by the very talented former guest, Matt O'Kine. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think of our World Cup chances? Oh, man, they're pretty slim. I, I like to be optimistic because <laughs> I like yeah, them Generally, when the headline is the pool of death, it's not... <laughs> I don't yeah. think we're going to be... I think we'd do good, like... In, if we had a good draw, I think we'd do well just to get to the quarters, wouldn't we? That'd be oh, totally, man. I'm a betting man, and the odds are, the odds are uh, way out in our favour. And and yeah, the odds, well, yeah. Spain's the best team in the world, uh, ranked number one. I no, sorry, ranked number two possibly. Netherlands is like number seven or some shit, and and then Chile's like fifteen. So and then we're ranked like fifty seventh or some shit. Right? Just making it's an achievement, mate. Yeah. But have you thought, like, with yeah. soccer, have you thought, like, obviously, why don't we just go the biff? Like, why don't we go, okay, we've got Spain. They're our big opposite. We get to 
two like fringe football players who are never going to make it, and their job is just to go out there and just kick someone and finish them. So yeah. get Spain's <laughs> best player and maybe their goalkeeper, just take them out. And that, that's just got to give us a chance, hasn't it? Yeah, we, we, we would have a man down then, though, for that game. Oh, they well. get sent off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, then you've got the opposition where, like, you know, then for the rest of the game, you just go up to their best player and go, mate, I don't mind getting kicked off. Come on, come on. You can only get two guys kicked off, I think, in a game. Oh, can you? And then maybe, it's... Maybe three. Yeah, maybe. but what if, like, what if it's, like, in a corner situation, you've got, like, you've got, like, everyone's lined up for the, the corner, and what our designate, we've got a designated pinch hitter who's literally going out. I reckon in that situation, he could take two players out. Yeah, yeah like you know, you just have to take a few players out, but then they would just sub him, and then you'd have ten men. Yeah, I, I'm, it, it's you know, there's something there, but it needs a bit of work. It's flawed, Mark, because playing in Spain, you take one fifty million dollar player with a hairband out, and it gets replaced by another one. You know, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, they're under 15s team. You know, they can keep going. Um, there's a there was an awesome clip that we showed on the show last night, of, on this Japanese uh, TV show, and football show or soccer show, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they've got two of Japan's best midfielders, and they verse them versus 55 school kids. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Just so, just a sea of kids. Yeah, who won? The two guys, they scored <laughs> so funny. It's great. You, you should check it out. Uh, we'll check that link out. Check that link out. So you've got Perth and Sydney coming up, Ray. Yeah. Can you be found on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, at Ray Badrin. Ray Badrin. Follow me at any website or just at Ray Badrin's the best? No, just, just that. I had a website once about a couple of years ago and then uh, took it down. I thought, well, I thought it was taken down, but. I don't know how the internet works. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's up there. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. So, um, if it is, the dates are very old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, ignore that. So check out the guides for the Sydney and Perth Comedy Festival. Go check out Ray Badroom. Lester, you're on Twitter at. You'll find me at uh, at Lester Diamond Twenty Eight. So any potential defamation experts out there, follow that account. You might get some money. It's really oh, fun, guys. Although, mind, mind you, suing you, it's like you wouldn't even get blood from a stone, <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah, if you want your share of credit card debt, sue Age less. from a stone. Danying, Jasmine, you're on Twitter at? The Hot Comedian. That's right. Follow her. And I'm on Twitter at M underscore W underscore OH. Comedy on Edge is on Twitter at Comedy on Edge. Check out ComedyOnEdge.com. Thank you guys for listening to the chat show. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a star rating. It costs you nothing and it helps us heaps. And thank you guys for tuning in. If you like the show, tell your friends. I've been Mark Williamson. This has been the podcast. And Lester, hit the music. (laughs) 